theyeshiva.net. Morning, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome. One of wish Nehemiah and Rashi Kaplan a big mazel tov and the engagement of their son. And to the Zayde who's also here. He's usually here virtually, but today he's here physically. Physically. Mazel tov, asachnachas. Abinyin adeyad. Okay, so we started last week the Maimir on Parshas Bahar and look at the Torah. Last week the excuse was that in Eretz Yisrael it's Parshas Bahar. And it's also the year of Shemitah. So it's Shabbos. This year, it's taka, this week, it's Taka Pasha's Bahar. So, not only in Eretz Yisrael, it's already the next Pasha's but here in Chutzlar, it's his Pasha's Bahar this, this week. So, we're up to page 82. On top, it says Bahar. It's uh, Mem Aleph, column 3. Close to the bottom. Mem Aleph, column 3 or 82. Just to summarize, one of the central points that we learned last time in the previous class. The Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, quoted what the Medrash says in Pirkei de Rabbi Eliezer, the chapters of Rabbi Eliezer. So the Medrash says that before the world was created, there was only him and his name. What does it mean there was him and his name? Only, only him and his name. You could say there was only him, I understand. What's it was him and his name, What is this thing called name, his name? So the Alter Rebbe, the Balatanya, explained that this is connected to another word that's often used, and that is when the Gemara says in Brachas that in Alam Habat Tzadikim Nenim Miziv HaShchina, they enjoy the radiance, the ziv, the light of the Shechina. Not the Shechina, but the light of the Shechina. The glory, the... Ziv is like the ray of the sun, it's called a ziv, a glimmer or a ray. In Yiddish it's called an upshine. And in, in, uh, in Kabbalah, the expression that's often used is oir. In the writings of the Arizal, oir ein saif. The light, the light of the ein saif. Oir. Which is similar to ziv. And he says it's similar to the name, the concept of name. Because both of them, what's the concept of light? The concept of light is, every we know today, but this is really what he says here, that everything in the world has light. Everything emits light. Every object in the world emits light. That's called oir. And it's the light that allows me or allows us to see it. If there was no light, just like generally speaking on the most practical level, What's the difference between a room that's lit up and a room that's not lit up? A room that's lit up, nothing changes when you put on the light. Everything that's there before is thereafter. But the light allows me to see it, to appreciate it. If it's dark in the room, we could both be there, but I don't see you, you don't see me. So light doesn't change the object itself, but it allows the, the, the other person to see me or to see whatever else is in the room. That's Pashat, very, very practical. If you go yet deeper, what is the concept of light? The concept, everything emits light. Light is that, and today there's, there's more terminology for it. Basically, everything emits light. And it emits light, everything. Why do we see some things and we don't see some things? It's, it depends on the frequency of the light. 
It depends on the on the speed of the light. It's it depends on the qualities, so to speak, of the light. But when the light travels and is perceived by my retina, by my eye, and is interpreted by my brain, so then I define that this is what the object is. Light never captures the essence of what it is. I don't know what the essence of anything is. In fact, so many things in the world I don't see. Why don't I see? Not because it doesn't exist, and not because it doesn't have light. It's because I don't have the tools and the vessels to interpret that type of light. There's certain colors, for example, that most humans don't see. You know that. (laughs) Certain colors. We don't register. Not because they don't exist. Animals see them. (laughs) Birds see them. There's certain sounds that we don't detect. Not because they don't exist. They exist. But the definition of Ur, the definition of light is the way something, the way Hashem made that something is transported, is expressed, is experienced by somebody, by, by something outside of it. So the light of something is emitted, it comes to me, my eye has sensors, it picks it up, if I have the kale, and then my brain says, it must be yellow, it must be green, it must be red. Right? Real scientists like to say that the whole col- colors don't even exist. Colors is just the way we define it, the way we interpret it. As long as everybody thinks it's red, it doesn't matter for business purposes. But uh, as long as we all think it's red, it's red. But that's the definition of air. So what is really air? Air is the way something is experienced by the makabal, by the recipient. That's the concept of shame. What's shame? Shame is a name. What is a name? So he says, the soul, the person versus himself or herself, I don't need a name. When I want to call you, I use your name. What's the name? The name is, or you say somebody has a name, somebody has a, a reputation, somebody has a name. What's the name? On one hand, the name is not separate from you. The name is you. And if you really know the person, the moment you hear the name or you think about the name, you know the person. On the other hand, the name is the way the person is articulated in a fashion that it can be experienced by you. The reason we use a name is, I want to call you. In other words, my relationship with you is through your name. I know your name. A name here is a parable. It's not the, It's not here, the, 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 this name, that name. It's, it's Negea the name, because he said it's the channel for the Chios. But the concept of name is, the way the person is transported, is experienced by me. Now that limitation, that definition is an important definition. Because we always have to remember, do I know you or do I know your name? And even with myself, do I know me or do I know my name? Right? Sometimes the whole me I only know through my name. Do I know you or do I know your light? And the answer is, I have access to you through your light. That's how I have access to you. And er, by definition, is always that which my vessels can pick up from you. My eye can't see certain things that it doesn't have a tool to be able to absorb. My brain can't interpret it, so what does it say? It doesn't exist. Not because it doesn't exist, because I simply don't have the instruments to be able to absorb that level of energy. So the concept of Eir Ein Saif is as follows. This is all a metaphor to understand. That when it says Eir Ein Saif, or Ziv HaShchina, yeah, or Shmoy, his name, what is this? The Ein Saif itself is completely undefined. 
It doesn't even have a definition, not even a definition of spirituality. That's also a definition. Oir is the idea that Hashem allowed and wanted that truth, reality, should be able to be articulated and defined in a way that it should be able to be experienced through creation. That's Oir. And when you say experience, just like it's not only me knowing you, I could see your glasses, I could see your face. Experience by creation means that there should be able to be a creation. Consciousness on all levels, what's consciousness? Consciousness on any level you define it, the consciousness of an ant or the consciousness of a person or the consciousness of the highest spiritual reality. Consciousness is a way of experiencing reality. That's all in the realm of Ur. Ur is the way. Ain't Saif is in, inexperienceable. Did I just make up a word? <laughs> the definition of experience is what's experience? Experience is the way I'm experiencing it. In other words, the way it triggers me in a positive way, in a negative way, but it's my experience based on my Caleb. Now, this is a humbling thought because when I define you, am I defining you or am I defining me. <laughs> I'm really defining me. I'm not the, very, very seldom can you define another person, right? Very seldom. It takes a lot, a lot of humility to be able to even get there. I'm defining me. I'm defining what I'm seeing, what I'm hearing, what I'm experiencing. Of course, I, I, I'm always talking about you, but I'm never talking about you. you know, let's say you point a finger at somebody, you're pointing three fingers at yourself. <laughs> at that moment, you're pointing three fingers at yourself. <laughs> In Yiddish, when you want to say somebody curses, you say, Eshiltzich. Eshiltzich. He's cursing himself. He's cursing somebody else. Yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. If so, the question is stronger. So before creation was him and his name? No, before creation was him. So this is a very fundamental idea. That's why the Balat- one of the reasons why Balatanya re- refer- returns to this again and again in many my modern. Oh, 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 oh. Because that's the real question. Can there ever be a relationship with the you beyond the name? Can there ever be a, can you ever have a relationship with me beyond the light? Or forever, or forever, the relationships are defined by boundaries and by barriers, which means they're not really authentic. That's a big question. It's a question in life. <laughs> Can you really have a relationship with yourself or no? Because whatever I think of myself is processed through thoughts, through my experience. What do I even know about me? How do I know about me? Through knowing. That's already a problem. <laughs> How do I have access to me? How do I have access to me? I have access to me through what I think about me, right? Through my own name, my machshavas. How do you have access to me? Through my words, through looking at me, through following me. So by definition, all access is limited by the name and light. And that's even somebody who's really tuned in. We're not talking about somebody who's, it could be in, in distortion itself, there's endless levels. But even somebody who's tuned in, at best you could see my light. I could never see you, I could see your light. And in science today, this is like a very fundamental thing. You, you have access to light. And so many levels of the light you can't even see, so they don't exist. And it's true physically, and it's certainly true emotionally, and psychologically, and spiritually. But if you say that before creation of the world, he and his name existed, so what does it mean his name existed? So that means 
that even in the space of all reality being present fully, before creation, you had his name. So what is this name? Why, why do you have a name? So the pshat is that there was Shmoy. But what was Shmoy? Because really the name is not separate from the... The name is not separate. The name is part of who? We separate who and Shmoy. But essentially Shmoy doesn't have to be separate from who. We, sep- we separate it because we see one dimension of it. But essentially, Shmoy is part of who? It's the ability of who to be able to be expressed and articulated in endless ways, including in this way. The ray of the sun, in, on one level, is only the ray of the sun, right? On another level, it embodies something very real from the sun. It's just when I see the ray, all I have access is to the ray. To put it differently... In the solar core, you also have the ray of the sun, no? <laughs> no, you don't. Of course you have it. <laughs> if it goes outside, it doesn't go inside. <laughs> it's subsumed. It's bottle. It's not negate. It's, right. It's, it's completely, it's, it, it, that's called ayin. That's called ayin. What, what does it mean, ayin? The whole potential comes from there. It's just when we see the ray, it's, it's articulating one nekuda of its potential. One small nekud of its potential. Hayahur Shmai Balvad means everything that exists later in creation is there. It's there. It's part of, but it's completely part of who? It's not, there's no separateness. There's no distinctiveness. It doesn't have a separate identity at all. Right. So that's what we're saying, that it was part of who? In other words, actually, Nivr Ha'ilam, the Shmai is completely subsumed, so to speak. It's Nichlal. It's nichlal in the undefined. It's not separate. I'll put it in different words. There's, uh, this might, the, the Balatanya would often say a maimer, and then a few days later, or the next Shabbos, he would say a beer on the maimer. An explanation on it with more details and more intricate, and he would show the sources, how he got there, how he developed it. It was a different type of, uh, it was a different type of maimer. So this maimer happens to have a very long beard afterwards. So in the beer, he gets in very much to the whole sugi of Tzimtzum, in the beer of Eschapsaisa Tishmairam. What he says in the first Maimah, he doesn't use the word, he doesn't get into the sugi of Tzimtzum, but later he shows that he's really explaining the sugi of Tzimtzum. What does he say? He gives an example. Darizal says, Tzimtzum, Darizal says that uh, pre the creation of the world, this is how the Eitz Chaim opens up. Eitz Chaim is the main uh, work of the Arizal. Pre the creation of the world, the light of the Ein Soif filled the entire space. There was no room for any worlds. What did Hashem do? He made a Tzimtzum. What's a Tzimtzum? Tzimtzum is withdrawal or uh, restriction. Removing, or constriction, removing, so to speak, this infinite light creating what's called a chalal and makampanu, an empty space, a vacancy. And in this vacancy, in this emptiness, in this void, all of reality emerges. That's what Arizal says. This is the famous sugya of Tzimtzum in Kabbalah and in Chesidus. In other words, pre-creation, so to speak, if we could use the word pre, because time is also created, so before there was a before, 
but whatever that means, pre-creation, on a level pre-creation, the Ein Saif doesn't create space for any world. Because the Ein Saif is infinity, and infinity excludes everything else, because it's limitless, right? So there has to be, so to speak, a symptom. What's a symptom? A symptom is that the light gets restricted, or the light gets removed, so now there's an empty space. Now there's room for a reality outside of Ein Saif. And then the Arizal says, a little trickle of the light went into that empty space. It's called the kav. The kav or the chut, the line, the thread. And from there begins the whole process of creation. That's known as tzimtzum. <clears throat> There's a footnote over there in the Yitzchayim. And when it says that he took away all the light, so the, <laughs> the Ramaz, uh, one of the Agas says that, lavdafka. <laughs> right, the classic, a classic uh, footnote, lavdafka. <laughs> Great. Rishimu Nishar. Rishimu Nishar. A Roshim state. Roshim means a residue, an imprint. A Roshim. An impression. State. Yeah. A Roshim of the original state. It says everything was Mesulak. Silek Oire Hagadal Itzad. So there's a footnote over there. Hagas Haramaz. Moshe Zakut, one of the great Makabalim. He says, Lavdafka. The Rishimu state. So the Al-Tarebbe writes, says in the Beer, he says, Darizal himself didn't explain the Rishimu. But he had a Talmud of a Talmud known as the Emek HaMelech, one of the great Mechabalim, Reb Naftali Hertz, he was from Amsterdam. So he was a Talmud of the Gure Haris, of the students of Arizal. He says, he, he, he defines Rishimu as Oisius. He defines as Rishimu as Oisius. So in the Maimer here, and the Beer, he explains what, he, what, what, what it means by Oisius. And he gives a very interesting example. He gives an example from Toysvis. He calls it Haskalas Rabbein, Ri Bala Taisvus. One of the greatest Balea Taisvus was Ri. He's most quoted in Taisvus, Rabbeinu Yitzchak. The Ri, right? Taisvus says, The Ri says, Ikshari, Rabbeinu Yitzchak. He just gives an example of it. So he says, The Haskalas, the ideas of Rabbeinu Yitzchak are very deep. If somebody is holding a piece of paper with ink, and is on it a Taisvus, right? So he's holding the paper, he's holding the ink, he's holding the Taisvus, yeah? So he has everything, yeah? He has the whole Ribala Toysfus, does he? But <laughs> he doesn't understand a word. He has here everything, yeah? Imagine the greatest, uh, one of the great minds of the world puts on a piece of paper an answer, right, to the string theory, one of the greatest riddles of existence. You have it. You're holding it on paper. You have, you have, you really have it. But you have nothing. Why do you have nothing? You have nothing because there's everything on that piece of paper, but only if you could see it. <laughs> if you can't see it, it's worthless. It's just ink and a few words. The al goes further. He says, you can even memorize everything that it says in the paper. It's not I'm holding a piece of paper with the ink. I can memorize it. <laughs> There's people that do it. They could memorize unbelievable amounts of information. But I don't understand anything, right? There's people who learn things by heart. So you know all the words... And when I was a kid in Yeshiva, one of the big punishments was you had to learn things by heart. Uh, they still do it. Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, Baba Basra. Either you had to write it. I don't know if they still have those knossa. But uh, either you had to write it, or if the teacher was really in a good mood, you had to memorize it. Right? So for writing, you paid somebody else. You gave him a quarter for him to write. Memorizing was a little harder to pay somebody else. So I can memorize a Mishnah, I can memorize a Gemara, I have all the words, I have all the letters, there's only one problem, I don't understand it. So he says, do you have it or you don't have it? You have all the Oisius. 
And the answer is, you don't have anything. <laughs> you absolutely don't have anything. You can hear somebody speaking. You hear the words. You could say over the words. Right? You, you could, you could heard it. You have it on a tape. You maybe taped it. You can write it down. I push it, don't understand it. What does this mean? Once said Rabbi El Khan, he was talking about somebody. So he said, "This person has a chush. He said he has a chush. He can explain to other people what he doesn't understand. It looks like he understands. He doesn't understand a word he's saying." Rabbi El Khan said it about somebody. It was, it was an interesting definition. That's the paradox of Oisius. That's Rishimu. Oisius, if you could see through them, they have everything. <laughs> if I understand the letters, if I'm holding the reed, the Balatoisbus, and I understand it, you know, people who read music, right? You can give them the most beautiful, unbelievable music on music sheets. One person looks at it and he starts smiling. <laughs> And he starts humming, yeah, and he gets into an ecstatic mood. You'll give me the same musical sheets, I'll look. <laughs> there's nothing here. Because there's not nothing here, but there's also everything here. It depends on your ability to be able to see the oisius as channels. If I grab onto the letters in, the, in and of themselves, I have a piece of paper, I have ink and I have letters. That's nothing. But if the letters are conduits, are channels, so the paper and the ink is just a channel for the idea. So I look at the oasis and my face lights up. I memorize the words, but if the words are conduits, I see the oir in the oasis. Let's call oasis kalim, containers. Notes are containers. The idea is the oir, the allied the energy. So then there's absolutely no tzimtzum. teva. The Balsham, there's a teva is a word. Teva means a word, like Russia Tevas. Tsayar Tasala Tevas. The word needs light. Tsayar. Tsayar is a window, a light. Evan Tevar Ashi says, right? The Teva needs word, a, a light. So there was a big, there was a big mach, there was a big debate. We once spoke about this in one of the Shurim, via Daita Moskva, about Tsimtsum. There's four different opinions about Tsimtsum. First of all, if Tsimtsum was in Atmos, or, or, or also in Atmos, or only in Ayr, and if Tzimtzum was Kipshutai or Shaloi Kipshutai, meaning, Igedenkt, we spoke by Riches. It's a fascinating sugya. Was the Tzimtzum, when Darizal says there was a Tzimtzum, is it in the essence or only in the light? And is it literal or not literal? And there's four different opinions. The most radical opinion is, it was in the essence and it's literal. Tzimtzum oire, but what's Pshat in oire? Okay, Azeh Dal Terebe but there were those who held there was a tzimtzum kivayachal and atzmos. When Uncle Moshe says Hashem is here, Hashem is there, Hashem is truly everywhere, they would take issue with that song. Although today nobody does, because today it's already a different time. But there were great mekubalim who held that to say Hashem is everywhere is actually very, very disgusting and embarrassing. It's really not nice. As one of them writes, it's really not nice to say that the king is in a garbage dump. You don't put the king in a garbage dump. You don't do that. The king is in a palace. He could see what's happening in the garbage dump. You know, Google reports what's happening. But to say that he's, he's there in your, in your zevil, in your, in your, in your ashpa, in your dirt, please. Uh, 
Mamala Kalalman, according to this interpretation, means his hashgacha, his providence. There's a video camera. <laughs> there's a video camera, there's reports. But not him. That's the radical shitta. The radical shitta the other way, which was the Balshemtiv and the Balatanya, is that the Tzimtzum was not an Atzmos Bechlal. In Atzmos there's never a Tzimtzum. It was only an Oyer. And even there it's not Kipshutai. <laughs> it's not literal. It doesn't mean he removed himself. It means, it means that the Oysias have everything. It's just he created a situation where the Oysias don't necessarily reflect it if you don't have the right way of looking at them. You understand? Rabbam Nuel Chayriki is the Baal Mishnas Chassidim. The Baal Mishnas Chassidim, who was one of the greatest Mekabalim. The Vilna Gon. Now, this is not some four shittas. You're talking philosophy, a shitta here, a shitta there. Everything has tremendous relevance to how you define all of life, all of existence, all of Yiddishkeit. A few months before he passed away, there was a Moshe Shapiro in Eitz Yisrael, he was one of the, the great Bali Machshava in the literature world. Rabbi Moshe Shapiro wrote a lot of Svarim, gave a lot of Shirim. He learned by Rav Das Lagrada. So he was here for treatments here in, in New York. So he was staying not far from here, a few blocks from here. So there was a Malava Malk before Rosh Hashanah he was here. He passed away that year, Asar Batevus. So he was staying here. So there was a Malava Malka, so a small Malava Malka. So the host invited me to the Malava Malka. So I was sitting with him, we were sitting for a few hours. So he came from the, from the Litvish world, and he was very big Balmachshava. He used to teach Kabbalah, and Kabbalah Sagra, the Kabbalah of the Vilna Gon. So I told him that some of your Talmudim claim in your name that there's no Machlaikas about Simpson. <laughs> so he says, ah, Sadah so Machlaikas. There's a big Machlaikas. So I said to him, but they say from Rev Desla that there's no machlaikas. He said, he also knew there was a machlaikas. He wanted to make peace, but there was a machlaikas. So I asked him, I wanted to hear from Ms. Perseto, I said, Everybody holds you have to put on tefillin. Everybody holds you have to keep shops. <laughs> and everybody believes that God exists. So what's lamaynaf kemena? If tzimtzum kipshuta, tzimtzum shalai kipshuta. So he said something very powerful, which which I knew from Chabad sources, but I was I, I, I was quite startled to hear it from him. He said the real machlokes is if ultimately this world could be embraced. If tzimtzum is shaloi kipshutai, meaning, I'm sorry, if tzimtzum is kipshutai, ultimately reality is a curse. And you have to get as far away as possible, as fast. Like the Mishnah says, right? It's all a prusdor, it's all a corridor. It's like hanging out in the airport. Nobody sits in airports, right? You don't, where am I going? I'm going on a security line. I'm going to hang out on security lines. You want to get to your destination. Unfortunately, until you can afford your private plane, you have to hang out in airports. It's not the place to hang out. It's a prusdor. The whole world, the whole Elam has is one big compromise of reality. It's one big place of darkness. Why? Because Tzimtzum Kipshuta. So Mela, you want to, you, ha- you have to be here. God put you here. But there's always an element of, of, of a little anxiety. He didn't use the word anxiety, but it's an element of, 
discomfort. If tzimtzum is shaloi kipshutoi, then in this world you have everything. <laughs> in this world you have everything. He says that was the shit of the Baal Shem Tev. The shit of the Baal Shem Tev was that this world is the ultimate place. Elam Hazel is not a place of, a, it's not a curse. We always want to avoid an escape, which represents an avoid of precious, of, of, of segregation, of asceticism. If you could have the right perspective, so this world has all of reality, you could connect to the deepest reality in this world, because Simpson is not Kipshuta. There was a Jew, his name was Rabavram Kaliske. Rabavram Kaliske. Rabavram Kaliske was a Talmud of the Vilna Gon. Then he became a Talmud of the Mezritcha Magid. So it says, and I once saw him in one of the Chesidish Shasvarim, that what, what, what did he hear? He heard one vart from the Magid. What was the vart? The Magid was talking about, it says in Davening, Mala Ha'aretz Kinyanecha. What's Mala Ha'aretz Kinyanecha? The world is filled with Kinyanecha. What's Kinyanecha? Literally, your acquisition, your Kinyan. In other words, the world is filled with things that you own. Your Kinyanim, things that you were kind of. You're telling Hashem, this whole world is filled with things you own. I don't own my car, I don't own my house, I don't own my garden, I don't own my body, it's yours. That's Pepashtus. The Magetaicht in Yiddish, he said, Malah Aritz Kinyanecha, the Welt is full, Mitzachen Durch Welche Mekendir Koinazain. The world is filled with things through which to acquire you. <laughs> Not the world is filled with your acquisitions. Basically, God bought everything off. You know, people who bought every house in Munsi off? You know that concept? Malahar, it's it's filled with things that you bought, that you own. You created it, you own it. Malahar, it's it's filled with things through which to be kind of you. <laughs> you know, the whole world is, is, is an opportunity for a relationship. It's an opportunity to be kind of you. What do you mean? I'm eating, I'm drinking, I'm sleeping, I'm making money, I'm going to business, I'm involved in this. It's all an opportunity to be kind of you, kinyanecha. Avram Kaliske, this the Numen. What is it, Meyusadon? It's Meyusadon that ultimately the whole Tzimtzum is not Kipshutai. There was a Tzimtzum, of course there was a Tzimtzum. There is a Tzimtzum, I should say. There is, not there was. There is a Tzimtzum. It was also, but it also is. But Tzimtzum Shalai Kipshutai means that in the letters, in the letters you have everything. So what's the symptom? The symptom is I can also hold on to the letters and have nothing. I look at them and I just see, I just see shapes. I'm holding on to the ink. I'm holding on to the parchment. I'm holding on to the. He says haskolas ri balatoisvus, but I don't have the ri balatoisvus. He says his haskolas itoi begins emiraimim. It's with him in Ganeden, but it's here on paper. Yeah, it's written here. It's printed. Yeah. I can have a maimer here, yeah? People can read words, yeah? They can read all the words and they can even translate, but they don't have anything. Sometimes a person teaches a text, yeah? They're teaching, they're also teaching right, but they're not teaching anything. Because the oid is not there, the tsoya tasalateva is not there. It's, it's dead words. Words can be dead. You ever, you ever heard such words? They like go right over you or they just, you ever, somebody speaks and they, they like the words land on the walls. You ever see that? You can almost see it, right? They don't go into a soul. They don't make tchis mesa. So the words come out, but they land. They land wherever there's like a place to land. And you see at the end, all the letters are there. They say the Baal Shem Tov once came to a shul, 
And everybody was going in. He said, So they said, why not? So he said, so that's so filled tired and so filled fill in the shul. There's too much tired and davening in the shul. So you can't go in. It's filled. There's no space. So that's a compliment. So you should go in. So later the Baal Shem Tov said, that it says in Zohar, that a raisa beloy dechilu rechimu loy salka la'ela. Toyota without yira and without ava, without o and love, doesn't go up. So he says the shul is filled <laughs> with Toyota and tefillah because nothing, nothing went up. So Mele, it's, it's shul is filled up with words. He can't go in. So it looks like it's a funny story, but it's not. It's a very sensitive story. Because if you're sensitive to these things, yeah, if Isis are not part of a larger picture, so the Isis don't go anywhere. So it's just letters, it's like just words. You heard words, but you didn't feel the chiyos. One of the worst things in teaching and learning is, people give words, but there's no life, there's no neshama in the words. So the words are like, they're hollow, you understand? It's kalim without oir. It's musical notes without the music. What's musical notes without the music? There's nothing there. It's Kalim without Oy. That, so, so, so that's what he says, that the symptom wasn't in Rishimu. The Oysis are here. And if the Oysis are here, everything is here. So what's the Chiddush of creation? The Chiddush of creation is that you could divorce the Oysis in your perception. You can divorce the Oysis from the Oy. You don't see infinity within every atom, within every cell, within every particle. Why is that? That's why Hayahu Shmai Bolvad is so important. If there would be no Shmai, it would mean that Shmai is dissonance. Shmai, which is Isis. There's dissonance, there's a split, you understand? Creation was a new thing. One of the Yisaitis of the Balatanya, based on, based on the Balshamta, based on the Rizal, is creation is not a new thing. Creation is a new interpretation. <laughs> it's a new interpretation, it's not a new thing. Bereshis Baruch Lekim Esa Shemaim Ve'esa Aretz. The Maggit says, the word S means Oisius. The Gemara says, why did it say S? It could have been Eishis Bara, Elikim, Hashemayim V'ha'aretz, right? The word S is superfluous. Chazal used to interpret S. Every S is extra. It doesn't have to say S. But Eishis Bara, Elikim, Hashemayim V'ha'aretz. Kabeit S avicha v'esimecha. S is, L'rabo Yisachicha Hagadol. Right? Your older brother. V'rachatz S p'sare ba'yamayim. S ha'tafel p'sare. The word S is Aleph Tav, Oisius. From Aleph to Tuft, it's the 22 Isis. And Dake S, it's called Tuffel. S is like the accompaniment, the accessory. Because Isis on one hand is not the idea. You can have, I can memorize Ashrei. I can memorize Ashrei Yotzar. Like many people, they memorize whole of Davidim, but they don't understand it. Because it, it has real power. Not in everything. I mean, if you're talking about Sfer Sahim Marshal. Or, or beer chametz. In the Shulchan Aruch Harav, the Balatanya says that when you say beer chametz, call chamir v'chamia, it's very important that everybody should understand it because you're being mavatal chametz. He says, and not like those who think that it's a tchina. You know, they, they, they start shaking. Call chamir v'chamia, dikibir shusi. It's somehow, the point is, okay, depends which tefillah. Depends that which you have to understand, that you don't understand the first bracha of Shvenesser, the first posik of Shema. Right? The point here is, Oisius on one hand, yeah, they have the energy. On the other hand, in the person's consciousness, I may know Ashrei Baalpeh, I may know the whole Shachris Baalpeh, but I don't understand a word of it. So what do I have in the Oisius? I have everything, but on the other hand, from a conscious perspective, there's no Gilu here, there's no revelation. So if you say, 
So it means that Shmai is part of who? Why? Because the Isis are not separate from the Ein Saif. The Isis are just a way of articulating them. They can also interrupt it. They can also conceal it. And even if they don't completely conceal it, they can partially conceal it. How much am I getting from the Isis? The Gemara says in Avodah that it takes a Talmud 40 years to understand what his teacher said. Why? Moshe Rabbeinu told the Jews after 40 years, Why does it take 40 years? The answer is, what happens after 40 years? He doesn't teach them again. No. The same class, the same shir that he gave 40 years ago, after 40 years, the student in the Oisius, he sees what he couldn't see 40 years ago. Because it was all there. But it was there embedded. Embedded, like in a mushal. We learned this in Viadaita Moskva from the Rebbe Rashab Barichas. A mushal has the whole nimshal, but I may not see it in the mushal. All I have is a metaphor. Forty years later, I managed to unravel the mushal and it captures the whole nimshal. So Bereshah's Bada Lekim Esa Shemayim Vesaritz means that creation was the creation of Isis. The Tzimtzum is the Tzimtzum of Isis. That's what a name is. That's what light is. Light is the way the Hashem decided to define infinity in a way that it could travel through earth. It can be experienced through earth. It can be articulated. What would life look like without Isis? <laughs> For that we have to meditate, no? I can't talk about what life would look like without Isis. That's a paradox. No, that's the Chiddush. Interpretation means how I'm contextualizing it. What I see in Shmai. This is the key. It's the key to all healing. Because all distortions can only happen on a level of Isis. And if I could trace back the Isis to who? So then there's always oneness. There's always infinity. There's no damage. There's no dissonance. There's no separateness. Make sense what I'm saying or not really? Right? They saw the sounds. But they saw the sounds. I think the Malbim says, the Klayaka, a few Mepharshim say, that every sound emits, right? It emits a wave. But we don't see the wave. <laughs> right? The whole Chiddush of radio and then television and ultimately all the miracles of technology is picking up, detecting the airwaves and concretizing it, that our ears can get it. They actually saw the coil, huh? Yeah. That's the Chiddush of light, that it synthesizes both. Synthesizes both. So when you say, the Magad says, what was creation? The creation of Isis. What's the creation of Isis? It's a way of articulating Ein Saif into existence. How does a person know when you reach oneness if it's about your interpretation? When you stop knowing. <laughs> when you stop knowing, then it's, yeah, then it's not about your experience. <laughs> So everything was there before. Everything was there. But it was who is Shmai. So what happens by the Bria? So what's the Chiddush of the Bria? The Chiddush of the Bria is 
that now what Hashem created, Bara is the Isis of Shemayim and Aretz. Suddenly, there's letters to describe heaven. There's letters to describe earth. There's letters to describe a raisin, a peanut, a grape, right? A star, a droplet of water, a grain of sand, a flake of snow, a finger. There's letters. And that takes time. When you're born, you don't have letters. You don't have words, right? When you give a child a grape, what does the child see? We once did a meditation with Moshe uh, Zev. So, you remember? So, right? I think it was a raisin. Yeah? What does a child, when you give a child a raisin or a grape, what does the child see? What's the answer? I don't know, but he doesn't see a raisin. <laughs> And that's why he looks at it for 45 minutes, right? How long do I look at a raisin before I eat it? A split second. Why? First of all, I'm hungry. (laughs) But more important, it's because I have a name for it. I already think I know it. You give me a raisin. Oh, it's a raisin! Done! What what else is the... Boom! (laughs) Right? I'm done. What happened? Why did I lose the mystery? Because I gave it a name. Because it has osseous. And the Isis block the mystery of the raisin. Do you know what's in a raisin, Chavra? You ever sat with a raisin? Who has time for raisins? <laughs> you see a raisin, you eat it, it's made to destroy right away. Beer chametz. Raisins are not made to destroy. Malar, it's kenyanecha. Raisins are made for relationships. That's the MS. What's a bracha? Baruch Hashem how much wisdom, how much light is in those words? Baruch Atta Hashem Alekeinu Melech Ha'olam You have all of botany and science and physics and geology and photosynthesis and the process of development, and that's on a physical level. Then you have on a spiritual level, all before you ate the grape. Why? Because what you're doing is you're taking the grape and you're linking it with the Ein Soif. You're drinking a cup of coffee. Baruch atah Hashem alakeinu melecholam shahakol niya bidvare. What exists in that? Shahakol, everything, niya came into existence bidvare. So really, if I focused on the bracha, what, what, you just said a lot of stuff. Baruch atah Hashem alakeinu melecholam, that itself is pretty heavy. Shahakol niya bidvare. Shahakol, not only talking about the coffee. Shahakol. Suddenly you're talking about all of reality. Before I even got to drinking the coffee. The al once said, it says, So he explained in Avoida what, uh, what the four are. A shayr, somebody who's an ox. They're angry, aggressive, they attack, confrontational, you know, fight. Boyr is depression. You're like a pit. Hever is anger, your fire anger, crazy passion, Right? So somebody said, what's Mava? So the Gemara brings two shittas. Mava is Adam, and Mava is Shane. A tooth the animal eats. al Rebbe said, what's Mava Zehashen? He makes a bracha and he can still eat afterwards. <laughs> he can just uh, get rid of it. That's Mava. They said, they said what's, but there's another shit. Mava is Adam. Adam, a mensch. So he said, "Vu is done nach agresed amazek v'adam." You know, the the person who's complete, who's perfect. So, what's the idea? The idea is the bracha links the the the, the reality to the source. 
But with but, but it's very easy once you have names, it's very easy. You close the lid on it. The child sees the fruit, or even a cup, yeah? It's a cup. So what's there to look at? Tell me. What should I look at? <laughs> well, why does a, a baby in the crib, a toddler, a baby six months, could play with a cup for, for 45 minutes? You ever see? They turn it around. You can also do it. Why? Because we have ISIS. We're sophisticated. We have names. That's it. Done. I'm done with you. I know what you are. You're a cup. And that becomes your reality. And we do it to everybody else also. Mainly you do it to a cup. The cup doesn't, the cup, you would do it to a person. You know your child, right? You have a name for him. You know him. You know your wife. You know your husband. You have a name for her. You already have a filing cabinet. Who doesn't know their wife? Who doesn't know their husband? I've been with you 25 years. I don't know you. And yourself, you certainly know yourself, right? You've been with yourself 25 years, 45 years, 60, whatever it is. I don't know me. I don't. I know my name. I know my name. That's a big thing. I know my oasis. I know the way I have been articulating myself to myself. I know me maybe better than a lot of other people do because I've been talking to me for many years. I, but it, but, it, but it's, it's an accord of oasis. Oasis is, has nothing. It can also have everything. It can have nothing. What says it has not? Not it has nothing. It doesn't mean it has nothing. It has. It has. But it can also eclipse much more than it has. It can eclipse. All people's psychology of self is usually based on oisius. It's called, in, in psychology, they call it the stories you tell yourself about yourself. What do they call it? The stories? It's not the story that's the story. What's that line? Every machshava, every dibur is based on a story. It's based on a, on a, there's a story. There's, there's some narrative that's happening. And then reality gets defined by that narrative. How do you stop telling stories? How do you stop telling stories? On one hand, we want to tell stories. That's how we live. We tell stories. We can trust each other. Things have context. It's good that the cup has a name, right? You could sell it. If I come into the store, what happened by the Dara Flogger? I asked you for a brick and you gave me a hammer. We need names. Other Mauritian gave names. The symptom is not a mistake. Symptom is part of the plan. Life happens in Isis. We can't have this Shia without Isis. We communicate through Isis to ourselves too. But we have to realize, we have to realize the trap. What's the trap? The trap is everything becomes finite. Is that true or not true? <laughs> so it's completely true and it's completely false. It's completely true because it becomes finite. That's true. It's completely false because it's only the symptom that allows you to think it's finite. <laughs> the truth is, it's a channel for infinity. Pre-creation was also here, but it didn't have a name. It didn't have icy. So what was it? It was an embodiment of the whole truth without an opportunity to get stuck. As we see, as this Maima develops, the main point is going to be, how do you link the two worlds? How do you link the two realities? You can escape reality, but that's not going to be real, because you can't. <laughs> right? Or you could escape ultimate reality and go into the world of Isis. But is there a possible possibility to create the link, to create the relationship, where the finite becomes a mirror of the infinite? So actually, Nivra Oilam Hayahu Shmaibulvad. Wow. <laughs> I thought we'll learn inside. Okay. Hayahu Shmaibulvad, you see why it's so important. But that the Shmai 
is is there with him. Because if not, it means Shmoy is a split. Or Besignan Acher, Tzimtzum is Kipshutai. In other words, that the Oisius don't have the reality. It's just, it's a new thing, fine. So deal with it, and one day you'll cease to be, and then you'll go back to truth. Right? But one of the Yisaitis of Teres HaBal Shem Tov was that life is about a relationship. So if it's about a relationship, the relationship is always with you. It's not a relationship with me. It's not that you should cease to exist so we can have a relationship. The real relationship is between me and you. And that relationship begins with who and Shmoy. If who and Shmoy could become united, so then everything could become united. So he says, who and Shmoy were one. Creation is the Chiddush that you could separate who from Shmoy. That the name becomes something outside of who. And that's serious. It's a serious journey. It's not, uh, it's not a mistake. Huh? Right. But you can't understand that it's not separated if you don't understand how it is separated. You understand? Because you have to experience Shmoy. <laughs> the way out of pain is through pain. What do they say? The way out of pain is through pain. We spoke on Shabbos. Meaning, the way out of Shmoy is through Shmoy. Ah? L'shem yichud kuchibrichu shchinteh. Right? L'shem yichud kuchibrichu shchinteh. L'yachadah shem yudke bevavke. B'yichud shlim b'shem kal Yisrael. Kegavna de'inan mesyachad in le'ela be'echad. Ufachi yis yachadas l'sato b'roza de'echad. L'mevi yimein le'ela chad l'kovel chad. Kuchibrichu echad. L'mevi echad be'echad. Why the end of Aleinu? It's always, What's wrong if his name is not one? He's one. Right? And the Chazanim give us a Shmoyachad that's even bigger than Hashem Echad. I'm not going to practice my cantorial skills now, but you know what I mean, yeah? Because that's the key. When you speak about Geula, Geula consciousness, it's Hashem Echad, but there's something else. Shmoy Echad. <laughs> What's Shmoy Echad? That the Shmoy should be Echad. There shouldn't be fragmentation in the name. But the whole idea of a name is fragmentation. The whole idea of a name is how I communicate to you on your terms. If there wouldn't be a you, I don't need a name. Hashem doesn't need names. Truth doesn't need names. Truth is truth. The whole idea of a name is what? How I'm bringing it to you. I have a name so that you should be able to know me. Hashem's name means that He wants I should have a relationship with Him. So it's all about me. It's all about Tzimtzum. Shame is Tzimtzum. That's Eir. That's what Eir is. Eir is always Tzimtzum. Eir means how it gets transported to another reality. Dr. Rebbe says here the Lashen, right? Whenever a Gadol wants to communicate with a cotton, it's never Atzmius. It's always through a Tzimtzum. It's through light. It's through shame. But the Shmai Echad is the ultimate unity, the ultimate synthesis that a person works through in their own life. Ah? The Tzimtzum was only in the Ayr, according to the, the, the Balatanya, and even in the Ayr, it's not Kipshutai. <laughs> That's the Chiddush. First of all, it's not the Etzim, it's only Ayr. The Etzim is Lamata Kamay Lamayla, no difference. Rebbe says when a child says that Eibishter, it's Atzmus, it's everything. It's not Eid, it's Atzmus. 
Maidani, Marhu Bizgalus. That's Atmos. Even in Ur where there was a Tsimtsum, it's not Kipshuta. What says it's not Kipshuta? Not Kipshuta means there was no real Tsimtsum. Everything is here. Legabe the gilui. The gilui could be that it's not perceived in a person's consciousness. So when he says Rishimu, there was no tzimtzum, that's the vart. That in Oisius, they have everything. I'm holding on to the ink, and yet I have nothing. I don't see anything. I see a blank piece of, I see a piece of paper with, with, with black, uh, black, uh, black letters. But really, if I learn Hebrew, and I learn Gemara, and I learn Taisvis, in 40 years, I look at it, oh, wow, it's all here. That's the vart of Tzimtzum Shalei It's all here. I have to advance my perception. Sometimes you're in a relationship with somebody, right? And you have all the love in the world, but you don't know it because you're blocked. And then you work on yourself and you open your blockage, and you're like, wow, what a gift. There's people who were in the presence of great people, but they were too blocked or too cynical. So they never knew it. And then suddenly you work on yourself, you heal a little bit, and you're like, wow. Right? You know what the Boshamdav says about Kel Nekamas Hashem, Kel Nekamas Sefiyah? Tell us Yaakov Yosef brings. I think Pashas Ve'edah, boy. Moshem Tev said, it says, Kel Nekamas Hashem, Kel Nekamas Sefiya. Hashem is a God of revenge. The God of revenge appeared. Hefiya. Right? Mefiya. He showed up, yeah. So the Moshem Tev said, why did it say twice? You could say, Kel Nekamas Hashem, Hefiya. No, Kel Nekamas Hashem. First of all, he takes revenge. And by the way, Kel Nekamas Sefiya. Second of all, he says, look how many names it says. Kael, Nekomas, it's not a name. Kael, Nekomas, Hashem, Yudke Vavke, and again, Kael. Why three times? Just say, Kael, Nekomas, Ephia. Kael, Nekomas, Hashem, Kael, And then he says, which two names do you use for revenge? You should use the names of Gvura, Midas Hadin, Elikim, Adne, Shindalid Yud. What does he use? He uses Kael, which is Chesed, and Yudke Vavke, which is Rachamim. In, in Kabbalah, you, the name Kalis, Midas Chesed, Yud Kevavke is Rachamim, Teferis. <laughs> That's not the God of revenge, the name of revenge. You don't take revenge with kindness and with compassion. <laughs> so you know what the Bolshem Tov said? Hafla Vafela. He said, Kale Nekamas Hashem. By Hashem, Nekama is Kale and Hashem. It's Chesed and Rachamim. That's the revenge. That's the fragging. Sorry, don't call it revenge. Call it love. Why are you calling it revenge? He said, I'll explain to you. Kale Nekamas, you know how he takes revenge? Hoifia. He shows up. He shows up. And he gives a marshal. He says, imagine somebody saved your life. Pashat saved your life and gave you unbelievable things in the world. They just took care of you amazingly. Everything you have is because of them. There's only one problem. You don't know it. <laughs> or you don't believe it. You know, maybe you feel so damaged you can't believe it. So what do you do? You dedicate your life to destroy them. <laughs> or at least you try to destroy them. For whatever reason, they say, you know, you do somebody a favor, give them little rocks. And when they start throwing rocks, yeah? It should be little ones, right? So you start throwing rocks at the person. So the Baal says, what's the nekama that this person needs? They don't need to be punished. <laughs> they need haifiyah. One day they learn who you really were. They learn who you were, what you did for them. He says... The shame that they experience, the shame that they experience, huh? it's the biggest nakama. Yeah, you could punish the person. He says, that's not the real nakama. The real nakama is, they realize how, how, uh, 
how off, how off they were. I was in such a prison. Huh? The shame of my falsehood. Ah, the busha, yeah, the busha. The bisha, because, uh, because of, of who you were and who I thought you were. So he says, so Nakama is not taken by concealing himself. It's by revealing himself. And you get to see who he is. That's, that's what it is. Huh? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, and look at the Torah. There's a ma'im and achirei v'loy nevush v'loy nikolim v'loy nikoshel loy lamvad. When a person gets to see the truth of the world, so there's v'loy nevush. Because if not, he says it's a busha. You know, somebody sees you at a wedding and you're in Gansen, uh You go to your chuppah and you're, you know, you're without uh, <laughs> without levushim. It's a busha, right? Not just for other people, for yourself. You're saying on the koshen it's a maggid also, yeah. If it's, uh, if it's, uh, Beautiful. You're saying because it's a relationship, so there's a paradox. Yeah, this is a paradox. This is you just explained. It. Yes, and that's why there's particles, yeah. particles and waves. For, for you, for to, This class is brought to you by the yeshiva.net. Please help us continue the classes. Make even a small contribution at www.theyeshiva.net/donate.